On today's show, part two with myself and Tyler Jones talking about all things Hawks in the preseason. We'll have that coming up for you right now. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1570 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. Coming to you on a Wednesday evening into Thursday, and I'm joined once again for part two with myself and Tower Jones in front of the podcast. So if you missed anything from part one or just are landed on part two first, by some chance. Part one is where you should start this conversation. It's sort of a free-flowing conversation with myself and Tyler. So part one is the place to start. But if you're here for part two, welcome. We really do appreciate you sticking around for the rest of the conversation. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Make it your first listen each and every day here at Lots on Hawks. And without any further delay, here's myself and Tyler with the rest of our conversation. I want to get you like, not, you know, speaking on the record. Uh, what are you, Tyler Jones, diehard Hawks fan, plugged in all the time, expecting this year like we all i can set it up for you i mean they obviously were 500 last year in the most every single way what are you like expecting versus hoping for like where is your mind at for the season we talked about in very positive terms already in this conversation but like what does that translate to in your mind what are you actually expecting this team to do this this year and then we talk about the future beyond that expecting is it is an interesting word or projecting Um, or whatever however you want to however you want to know and I'm I'm only saying that because they're playing so differently than what I've than what they have in the Trey Young era yeah. era that I can't that I can't call like you know optimistic me you know they're going what 99 no they're going to the final yeah not nine not 98 no 99 and zero because of the extra playing game I believe or is it two extra playing games I don't know oh yeah it could be the, 83 if, games if you make the in-season tournament yeah you play an extra is it two games or yeah, one so, yeah so you do play extra no it's games. one yeah. it's one so it's 99 and zero so that's what you know that's what I project perfect but on a serious note they play they're playing so differently to me I am what I think is that it's going to be like a Budenholzer like transformation for the team just because to for the last couple of years we've talked about how talented this Hawks team is but they haven't played like it. It, it it's always felt like the sum has not been better than the whole where it's just been a bunch of talented basketball players being forced or not even being forced where it's like a lot like talented basketball players are being asked to do stuff that doesn't get everything that they that they can do like John Collins is the biggest example but uh We've talked yes. about a Congo. Jalen Johnson did not was not allowed to touch the basketball for <laughs> two and a half seasons uh, in the Hawks. Um, like, I mean, guys, just other than Trey Young and Dejounte Murray, nobody was allowed to express themselves on the floor as a basketball player. If that makes sense, like to get more artistic. And so, to me now, just because there's going to be more spacing, more ball movement, there's going to be more turnovers. There's going to be more turnovers, which means there's probably going to be more transition opportunities for other teams. So I, I can't call it if they're going to be better, but I feel like – I think they are going to be better. I, think I was going to say, I think you I'm believe just, that. I'm just saying if, if there's a downside, it will be the turnover. They're going to lose games because they turned the ball over 25 times in a game. Like that. 
There's going to be yeah. games like that where, where it's just, they're pinging yeah. the ball around the floor and it's it's just going the other way. If there is or, one area on offense where I am confident they're going to be worse, it is exactly that. It is turnover rate. They are going to turn the ball over more, which is fine. And you you could trade that off. I'm not saying that's a you know I say it's a bad thing because that, that's a number that you don't want it to be high. But they're they've been consistently in the top three or four the last several years in a row. Like that was a staple of the Nate tenure. And even the last year of Lloyd, like they just didn't turn the ball over because that's the way they coach the team. But it's going to be higher. And but and the trade-off to that, of course, is that you're hoping that you take more threes and you get better shot quality just in general. And that I think that is going to offset offset. And if you have bet and like to me, if you have better offensive process, your defense will be better. This is an offensive first basketball team. That would be so if they get so if they have like how it's looking to me, Trey's going to be doing less. DeJounte is going to be doing less. And I think that could be better for both of them, especially DeJounte in particular on defense. I feel like he has he, yeah. he has more to offer. He has more to offer than what he showed last year as a defender. And they need more. They, they they if we want to talk about pivot points on this team, DeJounte Murray to me, his defense, they got to get him back to being an upper echelon defender. He doesn't need to be the all all defense type of guy that he used to be, but yeah. they got to get him to be Oh, he's talked about one of the best guard defenders in the NBA. Even if it's not point of attack defense, he's got to have that impact. Or this team is just going to—it's—it's it's going to look nice. It's going to look better, but they're not going to be in contender status because they've—they've always to me they've always been around the forty-eight win pedigree. Even if they their play hasn't shown it, like I feel like their talent has been at that level. If they want to get to the fifty plus. The, the 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 swing piece beyond Jalen, Okonwu, Capella, like all those guys, City Bay, it's Dejounte. They can get the guy if they can get him to be one of the better two way players in the NBA. Kind of what Drew Holiday was for the Bucks. That's what that's to me. That's what I envisioned when they got Dejounte to begin with. Was a guy who's one of the better two way players in the game. But and so it's it's encouraging to see him. Like to me, it's encouraging to see him offensively. To just he doesn't even think about it. If he's open, he's just taking the three pointer, catch and shoot. That's yep. that's that's awesome to watch. And he's it, it seems like he's more committed to getting to the front of the rim on his drives when he is driving. So we'll we'll see. I think to me, like the big swing player overall is Dejounte. They'll go. The Hawks will go one as far as Trey Young will take him. If Trey moves up, if Trey moves up to top seven, top five consistently instead of. He's two months of being one of the five best players in the NBA. And then there's like two months where he's like a top 30 at best. You know, he he, he has real fluctuations based on his shooting splits. If they yep. can get more consistent play from Trey, where he's one of the truly one of the upper echelon players where it's no doubter. And he's getting talked about in, you know, not just all NBA conversation, but if the team's going where they where they might be able to even possibly MVP. Like he's got like to me, Trey has the talent to do that. But he's gotta he's gotta find a way. He's gotta to me, he's just gotta find a way to be more consistent when he's at his best. Uh if that makes yeah. sense. Because he'll have you have extended stretches. You're right. Plus games where he's really truly one of the best players in the world. But then you'll have stretches where he's not. And it's like those stretches are the, what's what what's killed these teams over the last two years. And to me, if it's Quinn's offense and it's Quinn's like, hey, Trey, shoot more threes. Trust me, that'll make life so much easier for you. But you got to take more threes so that teams know you are a monster back there, 
and they have to close out on you. That opens up everything else for you. Like, but you have to take them. Make or miss, you got to take them. And like, if he's doing what he's doing in preseason, he carries that over to the regular season. This Hawks team is going to be dead. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during unexpected times, and that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Gives you peace of mind that you're actually just not hoping that you have access to a medication that you need in an emergency. Instead, with Jace Medical, they make sure you have a medication that you need in hand. It's very simple for you. They handle everything you need from the online evaluation to the licensed pharmacy medication delivery and the ongoing consultation and care all in one place. And with Jace Medical, you will not be caught unprepared. Something that I really value across these, really in the entire spectrum in sports and in life basically is not being unprepared and jace medical makes sure that you will be prepared in whatever you need to be prepared for as a listener or viewer to this podcast as well you can get save more than three dollars by getting these life-saving antibiotics with jace medical plus you get an additional 20 dollars off by using the promo code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com again additional 20 dollars off at jacemedical.com if you use the promo code locked on that is j-a-s-e medical.com promo code locked on i do think that Life will be easier for Trey with everything we already talked about when it comes to the system, to the coaching, to the way the system, the office is going to run. I still think we haven't really seen all of it yet, which is, you know, look, preseason is what it is. We've, again, not, we've only seen four games. He only played three of them. No crunch time. I still think you're going to see a lot of Trey. Like, there's been some talk about, like, you know, Trey's not not doing that much. It's like, okay, Trey's going to have the ball. Oh, no, he's, he's doing Don't a lot. Don't worry. He's doing a lot. Yeah. Don't worry. It is what it is. It's just um, different. It's just yeah. different, though. And I it takes pressure off him, and not and not in yeah. a bad way. It makes his life easier. Number one, my my hobby horse is that they're going to have more spacing. Like even if they even if they open with what I would describe as probably the worst offensive lineup that could try out, which is the Hunter Jalen Capella. The way they operate will still provide more space. The way that Dejounte will be spaced out. The way Hunter has been, even in the, it's one game, but Hunter was spaced out. We saw Hunter spaced out further. Um, even Jalen, Jalen, he'll stand out there. He'll let it fly. Um, that's going to help Trey. Um, we, we've seen Glenn's done a good job of this tra- tracking this too. You can literally see Trey's numbers dip when there is not enough when, when there is not enough shooting around him. It is very easily findable year to year, month to month, week to week, lineup to lineup. If he has shooting around him, his individual numbers and the team numbers skyrocket. When they don't, when it's when he's playing with Collins with a broken with a broken finger and Capella and Hunter's standing 18 from the basket, like last year, it makes Trey's life harder. And that's part of the thing about being six one. Trey Trey has to have space, man. He's not that big. It is what it is. Um, by the way, just this is, this is one number, and it doesn't matter that much. But to the Dejounte point about him letting it fly, he's taken 22 shots in the preseason in three games. 11 of, 11 of them have been, have been threes. I've so half that. of his shots have been threes. And that's, again, it's a tiny sample. I don't want to overreact to it. But it does seem like, again, he's spaced out further. And, it, you know, it's not a secret. Quint's telling everybody. But especially, I feel like, DeJounte and DeAndre. Those are the two guys. And Trey, they, too. And, and Trey, no, too. Strong agree. Strong agree. Because, like, last year, there were multiple times where he'll get the catch-and-shoot opportunity. And he's, like – I mean, he's still doing a bit in preseason where – He's it's open not, and he's it's traveling. Not natural for him. It's not natural. It's for not. Him. Na- yeah. It's not a no. natural function of. But like he's never done you it. See him ever when he's when he's comfortable when he's comfortable, which is like thirty feet behind the three point line. He'll take it, no hesitation. Yeah. There, oh no, there's, there's, I, I've been it's, screaming it's, about it's, this forever. Like Trey's mm-hmm. got to take more threes too, and they know it. Yeah. But I, I, I just mean functionally, okay. because they're going to play a lot. Like Dejounte and DeAndre really like their natural 
worldview is I love to take a one foot, uh, sorry, a, a one dribble pull up from 18 feet. They, they just like to do it. And it's just a natural way for them. And if they can get that out of them, and I know, I know Hunter gave the quote about how Quinn is not going to take, take that away from him that everybody hates. Uh, and I get why, but in the one game we've seen again, one game for him, even smaller. Sample size, he took, time. he took threes. I know. I, I don't, I'm not trying to rile you up. It is what it is. Don't have um, time with DeAndre. But he took, he took three threes in 20 minutes when he played. That's fine. That's all he needs to do. Get three up. Not a big deal. And crucially while we're here, I know you're not, again, not a huge DeAndre guy. Did you appreciate the way he attacked the rim in his one game? Brad, he he had a pump fake drive to the rim. Dunk attempt. That he got fouled on. Where, he got fouled. Like, he got fouled four times. He, I was like, usually he goes, he goes for the auto fade there. Always. He, just, he 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 pumped me out of my shoes. I was I was about to be like, here he go with this fade away. He took pull. nine oh. free throws in twenty minutes. Nine yeah, free he, throws he, again. DeAndre was really good. Uh, he, he was really good against the Pacers uh, in the game. They got the the Hawks were getting blamoed. Yeah, but, they didn't uh, play well, but it is what it is. Um, okay, we're on the record there. Defensively, uh, let's just do. I'll, I'll do the Nate Duncan thing with you on, on the podcast. Uh, how, how 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 good is the offense? How good is the defense? So the offense, we agree, is going to be good. How good? And then also, we know what the defense has been. It's been in the twenty in the twenties every year. It's not been as bad. It's well, it's not. It's been bad, but like, it's a weird thing. As long as Capella. As long as Capella, Collins, oh. and Hunter were on the floor, it oh. was good. We, it was. That it was one good. lineup was good. It's yeah. just they don't have other lineups they can go to. So they, they to finished beat. 22nd last year in defense. Again, which that's is a, not That's not as bad terrible, as you would maybe. But. And the year before, I believe they were worse because they were better on offense. Yeah, they were 26th two years ago. But they were number two in offense two years ago. So that and both of those things basically get you to 500. You know, last year it was like 7th and 22nd. Two years ago, it was second and 26th. That's kind of the same thing. It's 500. Um, I, I I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, I think it's a top five offense. As long as Trey plays 70 games, top five offense for me. Now, it'd is, be, that, it'd is, be, is that guaranteed? No, it's not. But it's, it'd, it'd be disappointing if they weren't a top five offense. They should be shooting for top three. Uh, I, I, anytime I, I you agree. got Trey Young, yeah, you got to be shooting for top three offense. I agree. And look, there are, and I, I can already hear people saying this now, there are some really good offenses. I mean, the Kings were awesome last year. That's one. Uh, Boston's good. They were number two last year. Um, Denver was number five last year. They obviously are awesome. Uh, Dallas has a four-year Kyrie. They, they were they were ahead of the Hawks last year. Um, and then you throw in maybe Milwaukee now with Drew. I'm not, not, not Drew, with Dame. Uh, so, like, Phoenix is, should be pretty – Pretty awesome on offense, you would imagine. Yeah, but so, this is this is me talking. This is me like Trey Young's just that good of a player. I agree with like, you. I mean, unbelievable, and he doesn't get enough credit for what he does offensively. But oh, you mean he shouldn't uh, be the number 29th player in in the league on your favorite list? There, there. Uh, by the way, and I'm not trying to rally you up. There have now been, I believe, four lists where Trey has been 28 or worse, and I, I don't. I that that just that, that just drives it home again that as much as I character for me. It is so weird. Trey Young is like very clearly underrated, and that blows my mind. Like it really does. I can't believe he that Trey became underrated, but it's happening. He's he's underrated. He is. It's just like it's full stop at this point. He's he's underrated. 
The amount Good. of basketball players that can do what Trey Young did in game five against the Boston Celtics, you can count them on one hand, and it might be only three players. Uh, I like I don't I don't know what people are talking about. But we move on. We move on. Moving, we gotta talk about on. we gotta get to the defense. You yes, gotta talk about defense, defense because I think I don't know if you agree with this, Brad. I think oh. they're gonna try to be a turnover team. Uh they are okay, so or they they're Trusting my eyes and also what people smarter than me have seen, like Glenn, for instance, uh, they are very clearly, it's preseason, but they're very clearly playing more aggressively. Now, yeah. that lends itself to not only turnovers, but also just like general heat. Like they're they're flowing to the ball. They got, they got Clint way further up the floor. Obviously, the Kong move, same thing, um, although he's more capable of doing that in a lot of ways. But they are going to, I think, try to generate some more havoc between Jalen and DeJounte is all he's he always does that but I think he kind of has more carte blanche this year to do that like I think they want to play into the DeJounte like that is by far his best defensive attribute is going and just getting steals and getting deflections that's what he does and what he does even last year when he didn't play well defensively he did that still he still did that well um so yeah I think just schematically from what we've seen so far and again it's preseason I get that it feels like they, they want to be more aggressive which means more turnovers and just generally getting teams like out of their comfort zone. Last year, last year when Quinn took over, the turnover creation rate went up some, not a ton. They were like middle of the pack. But the previous two years with Nate, they were bottom five in turnover creation defensively. They, they were very conservative. Um, DeJounte probably helped that a little bit by himself last year, to be honest. But yeah, it, it does seem like and Jaylen, point. once Jalen was in the lineup, Jalen's a ball hawk. Jalen is like, a ball hawk, and it is obviously just this, the, the the length that he has and the burst that he has and the, his instincts. Um, Akongwu playing as much or more, certainly not less. Um, Jalen Moore, for sure. Murray, uh, we'll see about everybody else. There's still some guys on this team that are not like habit creators. You know, Trey can get his hands in there sometimes, but Bogey's, Bogey's not, not a habit creator defensively. Hunter, we all know the deal there. Uh, Sadiq Bay though will get his hands in there. Like he's he's at least a he's physical. Boki's a Boki's a good steals guy. Boki he, he, he's got good hands, but he's not like going for steals that much. Well, he's yeah, like he can't. But Bay, no, honestly, Bay. As much as I've picked picked at his defense, and it's not good. But he 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 will play physically, and that leads to some habit creation too. Like he, he'll bow up. He's really strong. Obviously, just looking at him, but he plays physically. So like if he's if he's in space, you're cooked. But if he's in a short area. He can, he can get his hands in there and do things. So, yeah, I think that – I mean, would you say they're going to be above average in tournament creation? I don't know. But they won't be bad, and they have been bad for the last two, three years. Yeah, I think that, like, honestly, that's their pathway to bumping their defensive ratings from being bottom third to middle of the back or better is if they can be a high – or mid to high turnover team because they're going to be a good rebounding team. You have Clint Capella. You have Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you, you need you need Hunter to be better than he's been. That's an area to circle. And but, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about. We don't have enough. Brad, there's no time. I, I know. I'm, I'm just sorry. mentioning it. We have no time. If you want, if you want my Hunter thoughts, follow me on Twitter or X or whatever. It's <laughs> there called. you go. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into the action this NFL or NBA season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, if you're a new customer, you can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets, guaranteed. Beyond the awesome perks of signing up with FanDuel, they have all what you're looking for in the sports betting space. Point spreads, over-unders, money lines, player props, future bets, and much more. The app is safe and secure at FanDuel as well to cover the entire range of sports. They, have, of course, have the NBA, 
NFL, college football, MLB, WNBA, college basketball, golf, tennis, soccer, auto racing, and much more. And they'll have a ton of options with regard to the Atlanta Hawks, including the preseason win total that we're always talking about on the podcast. They have Southeast Division futures, player props, and much more. And now's the best possible time to join the folks at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Check out the official sportsbook partner of the LockedOn Podcast Network with an offer that you will absolutely not want to miss. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Uh, they should be a good, also, rim protection team just because you get 48 minutes of elite rim protection. Now, oh, granted, you, you, you this, sound like me right now. That this, was, is not, <laughs> this, this is not translated to being actually good defense for some reason. I don't. Well, I so, know. like, to me, to me, the, the key, the key more than anything else is, like, they've got to execute whatever the scheme is as a team collectively. That is, so it's that not is very just important. all on your bigs. It's not and just they have to compete. bigs to do everything. No. And we saw that last year. They have to compete. And uh, it's funny because usually, usually, not always, but usually when a team is bad defensively, more often than not in the NBA, it's because their bigs are bad. Exactly. Like, you think, yeah. And that yeah. is not the way. 100%. That's not the Hawks the last couple of years. It's been, that's been they their have, only strength. They have great to elite big defensive big men, and we can't get consistent stops. The only guy, the only guy right now playing, projected to play real minutes at the four or the five. That's a negative defender is Sadiq Bay. And Sadiq Bay is not like a catastrophe as long as he's playing the four. At the three, he might be pretty bad. But he's physical. He'll he'll compete. You got Jalen, who should be good. I don't know how good, but should be pretty good. And the centers are both really good. Flat out really good. So you just need to be able to become more competitive. And I do think they're all saying the right things, but they this know they know how bad it was last year. I mean, DJ said it on the radio. He said, even I, you raise his hand, like, I, I'm part of the problem from last year. Like, we all talked about it a lot, but it's worth just saying how bad the perimeter defense was on this team last year. It was unspeakable for most of the season. And, like, I think they know it. And I think Quinn's going to have a plan to address it. Part of that plan is, the, is what you just talked about, the scheme change. Part of it's like, hey, guys, if you want to do anything, if you want to win basketball games, you can't do that. It just point to last year. You can't do that. They they lost the Celtics series, game one and game two. They that's where they lost the series ultimately. Those first two games. They didn't defend. They so un, they were so uncompetitive at the point of attack defensively. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't Jason. It wasn't Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown cooking them. Like you can't like it, it. Like it's 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 not the elite players that are getting to wherever they want to go. It's literally. Everybody, anybody who can dribble one time yes. is getting to the front of the rim. Every possession, it's like you guys come on. Like, can we compete? Just can't. And, have it and this is this and is one of it. the you you know, like I said, Quinn Quinn Snyder talked about this um, at media day where he's like defense defense. Like, there's some talent stuff to it, but there's also you gotta buy in. You gotta want to be a good defensive team. Like, and that's kind of true because like. They have enough talent to be a good defensive team, like, overall. Like, I know they have big, glaring, quote-unquote, like, flawed defenders, but that – They do, but – Typically, there's, like, one or – like, most teams have that. Most, most teams, teams have – you're right. That, that's a good point. Most teams have bad defenders. Guys. When you have bigs as good as Capella, Okongwu, Jalen Johnson defensively, you got to be striving to be one of the better defensive teams in the NBA because most teams don't have that. That's your advantage. Your advantage still, even with trading John Collins, just because you you acquired Jalen Johnson somehow with the 20th pick, you still have three 
uber athletes at the big man position who can do everything defensively and can cause havoc in ways that your average bit like we see it in the preseason with Bruno for as good as Bruno is he's just not that level of athlete no, he's compared he's to the other guys and he's yeah. he's good he's good and he's he's a lot better than what he used to be but like there's yeah. just like there's just a real difference between um Bruno and a couple and like that's 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 an advantage the Hawks have to take advantage of if they want to be more than just a middling 45 yeah. 46 win basketball team no I, I totally agree and they have to it's it's interesting because like there are some lineups that they might use this year that there really isn't a great path to them defensively. Like if they're playing Trey, Bogey, and Bay, they're not going to get stops. But the lineups that, if you want to be optimistic, the lineups that have those problems should score at a comical level. Like if you play Trey, Bogey, and Bay together, you're going to score. Like you're just going to. Yep. So like if you just plan on just outscoring teams in those possessions, and this and is where and this is where the rest of the time. This is where Quinn, the tactician, might yes. come into play a lot more than what we're used to. Because Quinn will be like, "This team's throwing out this non-offensive lineup. Let me get my let me get my killers out here." You know, well, we, saw, we, we saw, it's a very small thing, and it's preseason, so I, you know, whatever. But the fact that Quinn intentionally started Owen Bruno in that particular matchup against New Orleans, like the one team that's like that, where like. He made a matchup decision in the preseason game. Like, the, the, I'm not saying he game planned for New Orleans that much, but it's, he did. It's, he did. It's funny because it also didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. No, you're right. It didn't work at all. But it didn't like, work at all. You know what I mean? Like, if they yeah, ended up playing it, the process, another team, the process. if they played another team that night, and yeah, guys were out. Like, Clint didn't play. They didn't have other guys. They had they had three of their top eight players. But they like Quinn was like, you know what? We're playing Zion. We're playing the Pelicans. We're gonna start a Kong with before. And have a Kongwu just guard Zion, and it's like, is that is that that big of a deal? No, but it it does show some like he's not married Flex, to anything. Flexibility and it's ways flexibility, that, it's versatility, yeah, it's, it's matchups, versatility. and like, yep. and look, well, one of the staples of the Nate era was that if everybody was healthy, we're starting the same lineup every night, and part of that is the, the guys they had. Like you couldn't realistically not start four of four of the five guys they had last year. Trey, DJ, John, and Clint were going to start every night if they were healthy. And I get and I get that. Some teams are like that. But, like, this is a team where I don't think Quinn's going to be terribly afraid, not necessarily to start different lineups, but, like, if he's got to change the game plan one night, he's going to do it. Like, it's going yeah. to be more tailored. You're not going to see as much stagnation. And I, I don't want to use that word too much, but I, know, I probably already do. But Quinn's a proven 82-game tactical winner coach yeah he's just done this before exactly. and again i'm not trying to pile on nate it's just what it is like we're saying what we're saying out loud and i, I i've said it before I, I think he's worth a handful of wins over an average coach i mean take nate's name out of it entirely if you just say average coach to quinn snyder 82 games with a full with, with a full summer and a full camp and a full you know, all that stuff i'm going like plus three wins plus four wins like I, I think he's that good like so we'll see i mean maybe uh, maybe by February, if they can, I'll, get, I'll myself, if they can get more process wins where it's like first quarter of the game's over just because the other team they're not shooting enough threes or, or they're ju- they're just giving up so much easy stuff. It was weird. The Pacers game, granted, they were down 30. He, he seemed quarter, annoyed in the first half. Yeah. He the the first quarter, um like the Hawks were doing a very good job getting to the front of the rim just because they were so much bigger. Like the Pacers well, were a small team. It's funny were, though. Actually, I, I forgot to say this on, on the show that night. 
one, and I, I mentioned the lack of three point shooting in the first half. They took like nine or something. It was a really like a Nate level number. And what I forgot to mention and should have is that, you know, what's really hard to do as much as I always want to take more threes. It's hard to create more threes if you don't have Trey DeJounte on the court. <laughs> like exactly. Trey's That's so good. Like Trey's so good at creating three. And it's like I, I feel like it's obvious, but it's also like I have to say obvious sometimes on the podcast. I'm like, Trey makes it all work, man. Like there's a reason why the offensive process yeah. was not great in the first half of that game. Because Trey's Trey, Trey Kobe, there. I mean, it's Kobe Bufkin and it's like, a rookie respect to Kobe. Yeah, he, like, he's, he's a rookie not, combo guard playing point guard by yeah. himself. Uh so anyway, that was something I just neglected to say that I should have said. But no, and Quinn seemed annoyed. Like he he, he called a timeout at one point um, on Saturday, and Akongwu admitted it on the podium after the game, and basically said Quinn called timeout to take me out of the game because he was mad at me for not getting back on defense. And it's like this is a preseason game in the third quarter, and that's a real guy. And he's like, "That's good." Him. Like that's, and, and I agree. It's just that's one of those things. That's not happened. That that has no. not happened. Where it's like, "Hey, come on, what are we doing? Like, yeah, we're what's what are we doing here? We're playing." Uh, Okay, so I'm not going to make you do a win prediction because you're going to say like 54 wins or something. Maybe you will. I don't know. Uh, 54, 55, 56. Okay, that's that's. Fine. I said 99 and zero, but okay. You going? Bro. You going? You going to NBA Finals? Is that where where we're? Uh... No, but real honestly, real. real I know. T- try try to put your analyst hat out for a second. Realistically, I'm not even saying regular. Like, can this team be a top four seed? Like, are you seeing? Yes. Is that a, is that Absolutely. okay? They, I think they, I thought I thought you would say be, yes. They, but... they 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 can be. Again, this is me betting on Trey Young. I know they can be the best. They, they, I really think if they can get optimal Trey Young for more than 30 plus, if they can get him for 50 games, I'm talking about the Trey Young that will, uh, that that was so that was dominant his first playoff series, the 21 playoff Trey Young, yeah, 21 playoff Trey for an 82 game season. This team could be the one seed, like he's that good, he's that good. He's that good when he's at his best. Like I, you're gonna, to give, me, you're gonna I, give me a clip I, now. It's, it's gonna be around Twitter now. I've been, I've been saying, I've been saying this all summer. Get your MVP slips in now with Trey Young. Like I feel like Fanduel everybody Trey is. Trey really wants to make the Olympic team. The only way that's happening if he wins MVP. Oh man! And I, I think I don't think he's playing, but we'll see. He's not. But like, <laughs> but like, he wants that, and yes. I think, and I think, I think Quinn. I think I really, I really do believe this. Though, all joking is up. I wasn't joking about the MVP slips, but I, I think, I think if Trey's buying into what Quinn Snyder is selling, he's such an off. Like he's one of the, like what top three offensive players in the NBA, top five on the list. Yeah, he's like, up there for sure. At worst, top seven. Like we're talking about one of the true elites in this game on the offensive end. With every like he has so many tricks, so much in his bag. His NBA 2K bag, for example, like if if but if Quinn could just get him to be more process oriented, because last year I looked at it again, I still couldn't believe it. he only took six threes a game, Brad. Six. Oh, I yelled about it. That all is on this podcast. That is that is like that's below Marcus Smart levels. Not enough. What are we yeah. doing? Julius Randle shot more threes. It's gonna it's gonna change. Year. It's gonna go up. I'm telling you, if, if we go up. if we get ten plus three Trey. Look out! All right, you heard it here first. Uh, I'm, hopefully, that, I'm not going to get clipped too much. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to hear from like my host, the host of like Locked On Bucks and Celtics about how the I had a Hawks guest on and said number one seed uh, after all the moves that happened. But okay, Tyler, you we have stayed dutifully under an hour on this conversation because I appreciate your uh, help me out with help me, help me out with that. Uh, 
anything to plug? Anything an- anime wise? You, you got you got a minute now. If you want to do an anime, we got one minute. If you want, you want to fire away. Um, oh goodness, only oh, a minute. No. What have I been watching? It's funny. I've been, Baseball. I've been. Yeah, I've been watching too many sports. You know what I've been watching? Oh, no. <laughs> I've been watching WWE, baby. My boy. I, so I've been hurting. The, not only did the Braves lost, <laughs> then Jane Cody. Lost the oh, undisputed Lord. tag team title on oh, one. Oh, oh, that was I'm like, cause of Jimmy Oos, his own brother Brad, Brad, his own flesh and blood, his twin brother took it from him. I have no idea like, what you're talking about, him. but that's okay. Uh, it's awful. So I'm, I'm, you know, you won't catch me if you're on the X. Follow me, cause I got. I'm gonna have SmackDown takes. On he'll, he'll have Tyler will have takes, and then uh, as soon as click 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 a fellow misses a layup on opening night, it's gonna be. Full on war zone again. I can't um, wait, bro. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't I can wait, wait to be dogging DeAndre Hunter. It's so exciting, man. <laughs> I was, I was, back. I was so proud. I was so proud of you that you were like, "Hey, DeAndre's playing pretty well in this in this preseason game." I was like, "Oh," and then he was. Yeah, I mean, he I, was. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Do you not remember how good he was against the Heat in the play-in? <laughs> yes, like, I do. Man, I was like, who, "Who is this man? He had like six rebounds." He was oh, incredible. Six rebounds. Six rebounds. But uh, he was in foul trouble. He would have had more. He would have had more just, if he wasn't in foul trouble. It's just that, that was a funny, unintentional thing that you did there because he had six he had six rebounds. Like that was a great thing. Uh anyway. What do you mean? Let's uh I agree. Thank you, Tyler, for being here. As always, for everybody else, please subscribe to this podcast. If Tyler lets you follow him on Twitter or slash X, you should do that at Jones2x4. Follow the show as well at Watson Hawks, me at BT Roland. Subscribe to the podcast. We'll see y'all next time.